Okay, so welcome to uh, this week's podcast, episode 18 of uh, the Golfing Secrets uh, podcast. And uh, welcome. Thanks for sort of tuning in. This week's was... Well, it's gone a bit, been thrown a little bit up in the air. Um, unless you've been hiding under a rock uh, the last 24 hours, um, you will have heard that PGA Tour has now, or is going to be merging with uh, Live Golf and the DP World Tour uh, to create a, they're calling it a for profit um, organization or entity. And um, so we're going to we're going to talk quite a lot about that this week. We were going to do um, a session on putting, um, but I think given the the scale of this news, it's it's really worth sort of talking about that as part of this uh, podcast. But before we get to that, I just want to quickly cover off some of the results because there's been some really good results over the last week. So on the PGA Tour, we had Victor Hovland. Um, he won the Memorial, which is Jack Nicklaus's uh, golf course, uh, beat Denny McCarthy in a playoff on the, I think it was the second hole on the 18th. Um, and... Um, I have to say, hats off to Denny McCarthy, though. What a putter he is. Uh, last couple of weeks, last couple of events, in fact, he's been right up there. Um, and I think he's in the top 10 of putting for um, on the PGA Tour this year. So, you know, he's a, an astounding putter, certainly worth taking a look at. Um, but as I say, I'm going to be covering off some putting um, sort of tips and approaches over the coming um, episodes, actually. So um, something to look forward to um, there. As you all know, we're doing another recorded video for this one, so um, just something a little bit different. Um, we've got work going on outside um, the house, and um, so there's a few noises and stuff, so hopefully you won't pick too much of that up, um, but um, hopefully it doesn't interrupt the uh, the viewing pleasure and the listening pleasure. So uh, uh, apologies if there's any noise in the background. Uh, back to the results, though. So we had the LPGA, um, we had Rose Zhang won. Um, it was an inaugural um, uh, ladies' event and um, being hosted by Michelle Wee. And we had Rose Zhang beating Jennifer Cup show in a playoff and that was also second um second playing of the 18th hole as a as a um in, in a playoff now rose zhang this was her first win um as a professional it was also her first event as a professional so she's one for one um in terms of her professional career so uh, absolutely fantastic achievement and in fact um, she's the first female player to do that since 1951 uh, to win your, your very first professional event. So, you know, it, it's a fantastic achievement. So not only has, has she won, she won the Women's Masters uh, this year um, and also won the NCAA uh, for the second time in a row. So the NCAA is a... Um, is a tournament and an event a bit like the FedEx Cup is um, it's done th over the year but it's between um, players who are, who are aligned to colleges in the United States so she won the NCAA for the second year in a row won the Women's Masters um, back in back in April or last month I say last month it's June now and um, so she won that as well and has now won her first ever um, pro tour event so there's always been a lot said about Rose Zhang and 
you know, she's certainly sort of showing that um, already. Um, and I think, you know, an absolute future, future Hall of Famer probably. Um, and, um, you know, what a great start she's got up to. But she wasn't the first person to get their first win this uh, this weekend or weekend gone. So on the DP World Tour, there was a, a lad by the name of Tom McKibben who got his first win um, on the DP World Tour. Um, it's, a, it's his first year as a rookie. It's not his first event, um, but he won the Porsche and the Porsche Open, beating uh, Marcel um, Marcel Keim and another German uh, who both came second place, and um, a, another fantastic achievement. Now he actually plays golf and belongs to the same golf club in Ireland as Rory McIlroy. So um, quite interesting to see that they've now got two, you know, high-profile winning golfers now from the same golf club in Ireland so um, I don't know maybe it's worth going and joining but um, uh, maybe not but um, that's um, yes that's the the results for this week really Um, no live tour uh, event this week but obviously there's a whole load more going on when it comes to um, the live tour so uh, let's uh, let's get into that after this uh, short break So, the big question is this, how do regular golfers like us, who have jobs, families and very little spare time, how do we improve our golf and lower our handicaps? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name's Paul Gray, welcome to Golfing Secrets. Okay, so welcome back and um, it's on to the main event for this week. So, we were going to talk about putting, as I say, we're going to do that later on, but um, as I say, if you if you've if you've been under a rock and haven't heard anything, um, Liv um, and the PJ Tour have both announced that they're going to be merging um, after the 2023 season. Now the details at this stage are they're a little bit sketchy, um, but my understanding is, or the understanding that's come out is that they are going to be joining and basically creating a what they're calling a a commercial entity, a for-profit entity. Um, We don't know what the name of it's going to be called yet, so we'll wait to hear on that. Now, part of the, um, the announcements that have come out have said that they're going to be including a team element to it. So how that works, again, you know, it's very early days and we've got to yet sort of find out really. So um, more of that will come out. But a lot of this really has it has completely come out of the blue. There's no there's no um, getting away from it. I was I was actually travelling home from work um, yesterday and um, it sort of came up. My, my other half sent me a picture saying, oh, announcement on the Live and PGA Tour. And I was like, yeah, right, okay, thinking it was a joke because this has just come completely out of the blue. So much so that it's... Yeah, even the the tour players didn't know until they were sent a letter yesterday morning to say that that was what was happening, and it transpires that none of them were aware, um, and we'll come back to that in a, in a moment. Um, but equally, none of the live golfers knew either, and also neither did Greg Norman, who's the CEO of Live Golf. 
And um, on that point, I, I don't know if it's something to do with... So Tiger Woods made a comment um, not that long ago um, saying that, you know, the PGA Tour and Liv could work together in some way, but only if Greg Norman wasn't there um, and wasn't involved. So, and he only found out, you know, when it was announced himself as well. So... It's interesting to note that, and and I do wonder if there's been some influence from the likes of Woods, and also from McElroy. Now, McElroy hasn't posted anything on social media to do with it. Um, there's been no comments from him at all uh, relating to the announcement. Um, he himself would have received a letter, but it does it does get you thinking. He's been the sort of the front man really for the PGA Tour when it comes to the situation and what's been happening with live with live golf and i i do wonder and i'll put it out there um was he was he in the loop with what was happening and was aware hence he hasn't made any announcements or anything at the moment now if he has um and has been involved in the negotiations and that then you know that's probably a whole nother topic but if he hasn't then Basically, what appears to have happened here, and apologies, you can probably hear um, there's a lorry reversing out the front of our um, of our house. Um, but what you can probably ascertain from that is, is if he wasn't aware, and, and what it seems to transpire is that it only seems to be that Jay Monahan and the uh, and the head of um, the Live Golf. Um, or what they're calling the um, Public Investment Fund, the PIF um, from Saudi Arabia, the chairman for that, have basically come up with this this idea and this agreement themselves. There seems to have been no interaction with the players. The first the players got to hear of it was yesterday. Um, you know, Colin Mor- Morikawa, Mackenzie Hughes, Dylan Wu, all posted different things along the lines of, Ah, nice to find out the news on Twitter um, because that was the first time they sort of heard about it. Now, this this for me just really sad. It, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right in the way this is this has happened. The PGA Tour, the DP World Tour as well, is all supposed to be geared towards. It's supposed to be for the players. Now, how can they agree something so huge? And this is groundbreaking for golf this will change the face of golf forever really and to have such a groundbreaking announcement uh made and and from all accounts agreed um without even talking to its members um just just doesn't feel right now when it comes to the likes of you know you've got McElroy, tiger woods and one or two others on the tour on the pga tour you know they've they've been the front people, or certainly McElroy has. He's been the front man for the PGA Tour, and it feels as though if he wasn't aware of this, this is in that case if he isn't wasn't aware of it before it was announced, then it feels as though Jay Monahan has basically shoved him in the back, really, or stabbed him in the back, and and you've got to question the morals of Jay Monahan. Um, you know, on one hand, we've got this guy who heads the the 
the largest and one of the wealthiest sort of organizations in in the US in, from a sporting perspective. He heads this organization up and has made decisions and has made comments, in fact, previously about the fact that the tour is for the players. Um, and in his his back and forth with Live Golf and that, he's he's sort of made a lot of comments about Live Golf and the fact that, you know, it's not about growing the game, it's not for the players and, and all of this sort of stuff. And and has basically, you know, said that, you know, it shouldn't be happening with the with the, the Saudi government because of some of the um some of the things that they've done in the past, which we're not going to sort of cover here. But <coughs> He's basically sort of poo-pooed Live Golf and the Saudi Investment Fund or the PIF. And and then, lo and behold, he then just out of the blue agrees to merge with them. Now, the thinking behind this, I feel, is that... So, obviously, the Live Golf has the backing of the Saudi Public Investment Fund, the PIF, and have they've got more money than they know what to do with. So... Any court cases or anything like that, they've got money to keep that going. And although the PJ Tour is a wealthy organisation, has a lot of money in the bank, um, there comes a point when you know you you can't just keep putting money after you know following money after money into the, into something to try and defend something when you know that ultimately the other the people in the opposition have got a lot more money than you have and you just can't keep doing that and my thinking is is that they've come to the realization um that they can't do anything about live golf in terms of you know stopping it you know it's happening it's underway and it's and it's it has a modicum of success um so they may as well sort of join it now part of the agreement is that um, the public investment fund, again, the Saudi-backed part of it, um, will be investing money into this new entity. Now, um, for me, again, that smacks of it's just a commercial and business decision. Um, it's like screw the members and and anybody else. It's purely for financial gain and is a commercial business decision. And we understand that. You know, they're going to be there to make a, a profit, even though, interestingly enough, the PGA Tour is actually registered in the state as a non not for profit organization. So <coughs> that's an interesting one that um, <coughs> probably a debate for another for another day. But um, so all of this stuff is happening and there's been no communication to the players except for this letter that was sent out yesterday morning before just before the announcement and then they lo and behold they go and announce that this um, this merger has happened now for me it's it, i say it just stinks of of Jay Monaghan doing it to almost feather his own nest because he will now be the CEO of this new commercial organization which will have massive funding from the Saudi um, government or the public investment fund um, and and you can bet your bottom dollar he'll be getting a big chunk of that money uh, as a result of it so you've got to think you know we've got a guy here who on one hand was saying you know don't trust the Saudis and all of this and all of the atrocities that they they've had and the way that they operate and all of that sort of stuff and then he goes and joins them and it just goes to show that everyone has their price I think um 
it, it really for me it, it it just it just stinks of just for the money um whether or not it's for the fans, is it going to be good for golf in the long run? We we don't honestly know. We we don't know at this stage until we start to get more details of what's going to happen. And, and my understanding is is that they there's a lot of the detail to be worked out. There's no doubt about that. How is this even gonna gonna work? Um, they've said as part of it they're going to introduce the team element, and obviously with Live Golf. They have the team element is a big part of what they do. They have franchises, or what are deemed to be small franchises, which are the individual teams within the Live Golf sort of organisation, and 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 you just wonder what's going to happen with those. Um, and I think for one, the PGA Tours thought, you know, we haven't got enough money in the bank to keep fighting this and just to keep going, whereas the Saudi um, Public Investment Fund do. But equally, from a live golf perspective, <clears throat> now, I've talked on previous podcasts about the coverage not being very good. They, uh, the coverage is done through the thing called the CW Network, which is it's just a nightmare to get access to. It's painful. The coverage itself, I don't think, is particularly great anyhow, what I have seen of it. And um, so th- there's part of me also thinking that have live golf decided or to sort of come together with the PJ Tour because they're simply not get, getting the sort of coverage that they need to maintain what they've got. Um, so I think they're obviously going to come from it from, from a point of view that, that fits for them and suits them. Now, the other organisation that's involved with this is the DP World Tour. And you've got to think, how does this impact the DP World Tour? Because... You know, there's no, there's no doubt about it. They're sort of like the third tier organisation in this whole, this whole sort of threesome, and you've got to think, how does it impact them? And again, at this stage, we just don't know. There's, there's lots of speculation. Um, but we had um, Keith Pelly, who's the head of DP World Tour. He was, he was doing the announcement and saying how great it's going to be for golf, how they're going to grow the game, and, and it's all bollocks. At the end of the day, it comes down to it's a financial arrangement. It's for business purposes. It's that, that you know, that they've got an organisation. They want to make money off the back of this. And as individuals working for those organisations and heading them up, clearly, you know, those individuals are going to make money out of it themselves. So, you know, that's where we're at at the moment. But the thing for me is really about the players and the fact that, they just weren't communicated to until it was announced. Um, the fact that that has happened is, I think, disgraceful. Um, it almost reminds me of of some of the uh, stuff that's gone over, on over here in the UK. Uh, one of the sh- uh, one of the um, shipping companies, one of the cruise companies. Um, I can't remember what they were called. Based down in in Dover and. They basically just sent a text to their employees to say that they were being made redundant and sort of left it as that don't go into work sort of thing. And it almost feels a little bit like that with the way that the PGA Tour has has done this and also with the DP World Tour. So um, it just feels, it all feels very wrong at the moment. But what's it going to be like for us as fans? Now, for me, I've been... I've certainly not been a big advocate for live for live golf. There's no doubt about it. I've made some comments on the podcast recently, and I do think that you know it's. I've sort of been coming round to it a little bit more, and was going to go to the London event, 
Um, but what does it mean for us as fans of golf? Now, what I said on, um, I'm not sure if this was the last podcast or the one before, when I talked about, I think it was at the PGA Championship, and I talked about not being able to see some of the players, the likes of Mickelson and and Kepka and some of those other players who are on live, not being able to see them on a regular basis was a real shame. And it was great to have them at the majors, at the Masters and, and obviously the PGA Championships a couple of weeks ago. And it was good to have them. And I did say that it would be nice to see, to see them playing more with the other top players in, in, in the game, with the likes of McElroy, Rahm, Scheffler and, and, and all of those others. Um, now I didn't at the time of saying that I didn't I didn't honestly expect to have such a quick announcement of this happening, and I don't think anybody else did either. Um, and, and there's still so much speculation as to how this is going to work and and what the real detail is in it. Now a lot of that will come out over the coming weeks and months. Um, it, it doesn't look like it will happen until the start of the 2023 season. So they've got through to really sort of the end of October, I suppose. Um, in fact, I think the new PGA Tour season usually starts in October. So they've got until then to get a lot of this stuff sorted, but they're going to have to sort of get their asses in gear to get this all set up and organised. Now, I did hear a comment from one um, from one sort of pundit saying that apparently they've been talking about this for two months. Now, if that's the case, they've certainly been keeping their, their cards close to their chests. And I, I, I honestly can't believe that over those two months, if that is the case, that they haven't included some of the golfers. So the likes of Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, um, maybe one or two others haven't been included in that decision or communicated with around how it how it could work. So um, I just I just can't see that that hasn't happened which is potentially why I think Rory McIlroy maybe hasn't made any comments to this date because he will be asked the question. He'll be asked the question as to whether or not he was aware and knew about it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he says to that. Um, but overall, is it going to be for the fans? Well, for me personally, if it means I get to see Kepka and Mickelson and, you know, all the others playing with Rahm and, and uh, McElroy and that on a more regular basis, then I'm absolutely all for it. Um, the team side of things, I do like team events. There's no getting away from it. Love the Ryder Cup. Um, love the Solheim Cup as well. Uh, ladies have done, as I said last week, actually, they've done a lot more sort of team events. So um, I do like, it, do like the team stuff. How that will work with the PGA Tour and live together. We've yet to find out and we'll find out more and we'll, we'll obviously talk a lot more about that in coming weeks and months. Um, but it's going to be an interesting sort of journey, I think. Um, just just such a thing out of, out of, the, out of the blue. Um, I think there's no doubt about, about it. I think there is an element of greed left in it, if, I, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, they don't do any of this without wanting some sort of financial gain out, out of it. Um, but the worst thing from this all is what's the impact on the players themselves and how they've been treated. 
Um, they've support ones that haven't moved across have supported the PGA Tour, missed out on getting yeah multi million pound cash offers, you know one time payments and things. Um, you know Mac, uh, who is it? Mickelson, you know reportedly got two hundred million for joining Live. Um, was told that he couldn't go back to PGA Tour, and now it looks like he can. So, what are the players that stayed going to be thinking? And surely there will have to be some element of of compensation uh, in, for them for that case. Now, obviously, with all of the money that's going to be invested in through the Saudi Public Investment Fund, will mean that <clears throat> I would imagine purses for the events will will skyrocket. Um, so there'll be an opportunity to earn more money, but whether or not there'll be some individual payments um, as a compensation for what has happened um, from the PGA Tour, we, we've yet to find out. The, the coming days and, and weeks are going to be really interesting to see and hear some of the comments that, that are going to be coming out. Um, but let's not forget, this is not the first time that, you know, this has happened. You know, in effect, from my in my opinion, the the Saudi government or the pub, public investment fund have in effect bought golf is what they've done, and it's not the only sport to, that they're they're trying to do that. They're starting to do it within football. Um, there was talk about a um, a super league um, a few years back, which didn't really sort of quite get going, but they've now started to pay big money to you know the likes of. Um, uh, who's the Portuguese player? The likes of um, Ronaldo, um, uh, Benzema. Um, they've been paying, you know, big multi-million-pound deals to go and play in Saudi, and I don't think it will be long before they start talking about a Super League again. Um, you know, run and, and hosted by the, the Saudi Arabia sort of government, and and um, I think that will happen with that. But but ultimately, when it comes down to it, I think this is really. This is clearly it's a business decision. It's a commercial decision. There's a lot of money going to be involved, um, and people have probably done it to line their pockets. Um, not naming names: Jane Monahan, Keith Pelly. Um, but I think you know, just really just <laughs> in shock, as it were. Um, so, you know, it has happened. It's going to be interesting to see what happens over the coming weeks and months, and we'll we'll keep tuned on to that. But, um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish on this particular topic for now, and just sort of say that ultimately, you know, for me as a fan, if it means I get to see the top players all playing together, great. That's all good. But I do feel that there will need to be some element of compensation for the players that didn't go across um, to to live and stuck with the PGA Tour and um, didn't go across. You know, the likes of Rahm, Scheffler, McElroy, all of them, none of them just took the money and went. And um, so I think there'll have to be some sort of compensation for them. What happens with that, we don't know, um, but we'll, we'll find out over the coming sort of weeks and months, as I say. And um, and that's that's where I'm going to leave it this week, actually. So there's a lot to digest. There's a lot, going to be a lot more sort of coming up. And um, yeah, so thanks for listening to this 
say more of an impromptu um, podcast rather than a, an official episode. Um, but thanks for listening. Um, if you do um, want uh, some help with things like your putting or anything like that, if you visit howtopractice.com forward slash stats, you can download a free copy of um, Stats Tracker to help you sort of identify the areas that you need to improve and um, give you some useful information regarding your game. So um, that's it for this week. Um, as always, if you get some value from this, you know, stick some comments. If you're Stick it in the Q&A section if you're on um, Spotify. If you're not on Spotify, if you're listening to this on YouTube, then post your comments down below. Um, and we'll finish off by asking everybody, if you're watching this on the video or you know, you listen to on, on Spotify. If you can post in the comments your answer to this question, is the merger going to be good for golf? Post yes or no in the comments or yes and no in the Q&As on Spotify. Thanks for listening. We'll catch up with everybody next week. Thanks all.